Todd and Rob in the afternoon. Hey, afternoon delight. With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Here we are. We're back. I'm back in the studio after the trek to CES while Rob held the fort down and uh, put out an episode last week in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It was a very interesting episode having Mr. David Jackson on there and Doug Kay, who's probably new to a lot of people who watch this show um, about his involvement in the podcasting space very, very early on um, that we're recognizing at the Hall of Fame. I, I think he had pretty significant contributions back in the day. He's Maybe. not actively still involved in podcasting, but he certainly had a significant, you know, beginning. Yeah. And in the early, early aspect. days. You know right. what, Rob? You're not centered on the camera. Move, move over a little bit, so we can move over. Yeah, move over? yeah like move here, up, here? Move, yeah, move over so your well, head's. Well, it's that it's that off-centered kind of look, oh, right? We it's, don't want we don't want you in the off the frame falling off. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm going to be honest. I've been so busy, I didn't yeah. listen to the episode yet. <laughs> oh, but you got it published, so the, yeah, the whole I got, thing is up there yep, and, yep. and available, right? So I got it online a month trying to get home amidst this uh, cold Mageddon, whatever it's being called. And, cold Mageddon. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, CES was cold. I froze. I froze the entire show. Wow. Okay. When we arrived. I, see, I arrived, flew out Friday. That's my normal motif. I get a day, one day, just to kind of do Vegas stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was so cold. I spent the first night Friday night in my room shivering. I did bring a winter jacket and hat and gloves, thank God. And uh but anyway, Sunday we Sunday and Monday we, you know, set up, get studio ready and um and they had the doors open in the convention center and the wind was just howling. Stuff was falling over for exhibitors and stuff because it and it was oh it was it was and then Tuesday they turned the heat on just before the show. And, but it was, it was a cold show. I'm still cold. <laughs> yeah. And then flew back. I, I extended coming back. I didn't come back on Saturday because I thought, well, my flight end up did getting canceled. Well, first of all, I was supposed to be on one of those grounded airplanes. Mm -hmm. So I changed flights earlier in the week to not be on one of those planes because I knew they weren't going to be back in service and probably that flight would be canceled. So then, of course, I'm watching the weather. I'm just saying 18 inches for Chicago and Michigan. I think they got six. And uh, I said, okay, I'll just bite the bullet. I stayed one, I, God, stayed one more day. Right. And come back Sunday. And then my. So what was the attendance at CES? Massive. Massive. It was big. Huh? It was big. Most number of exhibitors. The floor was busy. It, it, it was massive. Um, even on Friday where it usually is sparse. It was packed. Absolutely mm -hmm. packed. And Vegas Airport looked like it, even on Sunday, uh, people escaping. Um, but one of the funny things about getting back was my car doors wouldn't open, so I had to crawl in through the hatchback to get into my car. And then it oh. took literally 45 minutes to get stuff defrosted enough so I could even drive. But... Two Teslas that were in my shuttle 
they were screwed. They had called tow wrecker. They 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 couldn't move. So it's Tesla well, getting it. Why they um, don't don't ac- activate their their battery warm up? It, uh, it their batteries went dead. Completely dead. Yes, they were dead. They were they were they were out of charge. Wow, that's okay. what happened in Chicago. It's it's Tesla Mageddon in Chicago. Have you seen have you seen the reports? Yeah, I just have seen. There's a lot of reports on 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 Google about how those Tesla cars behave in cold weather, and you can you can mitigate those issues if you if you have enough you charge. Do. Well, yeah, and if you're if you're running really close to the bottom of the barrel, you can't. You don't have any juice to warm things so, up. So, right? so is your car in a garage? Yeah, it is. Well, that's so you don't have a problem. It's all these people that are parked on the streets. Well, and it's also not, you know, fifteen below zero too. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, well, it's not. It's maybe fifteen degrees. It's, not it's fifteen below. Well, zero, it's, it's you know? zero here, but anyway. Right. So well, that's, that's a big difference. I mean, I mean, even gas power cars have problems when you get I, much below zero, but so. I did record about 10 minutes yeah. of the, the guy, the guy that was two cars down from me swearing mm-hmm. <laughs> and how he'd like 10, 10, 20% of battery when he left on his trip or something like that. Yeah. I can see. Where well, he said was. he was at like 62 right. or something, but he was gone oh. 10 days. So, you know, and so he's cussing and. I'll yeah. never have a, I'll never buy one of these beep, 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 yeah. beep. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah. and I was froze too. My car had, you know, five inches of ice on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I don't go to a garage at Detroit and then, you know, <laughs> and oh, my scraper was missing. So of course oh. I'm tearing ice with my hands. Oh, oh not, not oh, good. Boy. Not yeah. good. Whoever stole so my Michigan State straight scraper. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to ask you about uh, what you saw at CES that was interesting and <sighs> the, the big, big takeaways on trends and displays yeah. and media and well, AI and well, all this. Well, stuff. Let, let me get my let me get my phone out because it, it's like pictures is how I can remind yeah. myself because it all becomes a blur. A, a blur after a while, yeah. You know, and um, if you really think back on it not uh, i kind of had these feelings after i left ces too when i was going there's like big uber trends that you're feeling at this yeah, event right? that, no that, no that comes big, out of it but you didn't feel that well health tech health tech continues to be like exploding and okay, then lots right. of ai stuff that's going into glasses into you know supposed ai stuff going mm-hmm. into different oh i saw no mono no mono or whatever how, how do you pronounce it no mono, right? The, yeah, yeah, they were there. They were there. Yeah, uh, I found them by luck, and I wasn't Uh-oh. looking for them. They must have been the last company to register at CES. Okay. They were the last booth in the last corner of Eureka oh, Park. No. Oh, they were oh, in. No. They were in the worst. I mean, <laughs> worst place. I walked by there and I was like, "Oh, I know you guys." Yeah. And they didn't recognize me initially, but then they're like, I'm like, oh, you know, Rob. And I'm like, yeah, yeah of course. Him and I do a show together. Oh, yeah. you know, he went work for the competition. So, uh, you know, there was a little of that, but, um, you know, lots, yeah. you know, lots of recording transcribed with AI, 
lots of sound immersion, lots of safety. One thing that was cool was called from Sims Technology. It was basically a camera that you can wear on, you wear a, instead of having a forward-facing camera, it's a back-facing camera that mm. that tells, uh, it's primarily designed for anyone that's worried about their safety, women primarily, um, yeah. tells us someone is approaching you. So if you're running and someone's running you down and you don't see them behind, you can, it basically alerts when someone gets within proximity oh. to you. Oh, it was pretty okay. cool. Um, and then you can send an alert via your cell phone. Bellow, that was my product of the show. And what, was it, it's kind of like a personal ring camera. Is that what, is that what exact, we're doing? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Bellow's a new way to drink water. Instead of having this smell infusion, what they do is they actually have pods that infuse the water with natural products. And it's, this is going to be, I can't wait to buy this. Um, so it was from Bellow. It's not available yet. Bellowwater.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see kind of a fun product, an on-air thing where you can basically, you set, you have a little round cube and you basically say you're on air or you're in a meeting or you're busy. And it's some, if you work at home, people, it'll set a, you can put a pod outside your office or like in the kitchen or so that way when the doors close, you don't have a family member come rushing in when and it's not designed for broadcasters. It's just for work. And, uh, right. but it's called on air communicate with light. And it's kind of a cute little product. Um, lots of smart glass stuff. Of course, Domano was there uh, recording your life. Um, Mott Mott was an interesting thing out of Michigan State University where they're sending robots down water pipes and inspecting the inside of the pipe. Um, and, uh, not a surprise, Michigan's water is a D minus in quality, um, mm-hmm. in municipality water. So, uh, in infrastructure, uh, what else? One of the things I want to try that I haven't tried yet was called vcat.ai. And basically, it's a, uh, with the URL of a product detail page, the AI creates a marketing video in minutes. Hmm. Found a cool ladder out of a company out of Korea that uh, it just, when you see it, you just instantly realize what it is. Uh, for painters, they're trying to get distribution here in the United States. So, you know, stupid things like that. Just a ladder. Um hmm. Portable oven from Will Cook for those that uh, brown bag to work. You, be, you basically you stick your food in the bag. There's a battery in it, and, and it, oh, and it cooks it, it in the bag, and yeah. it warms it up to 250 degrees. So wow. you don't have it's not won't cook it. Well, I don't think you're cooking. Maybe cook something at 250, but it's more of like a keep warm. You know, keep your bento. It's from a Japanese company. Keep your bento mm-hmm. warm, or, or or you know set it to warm up at a certain time. They're looking for U.S. distribution. Another company that was doing a very, very cool thing with uh, sound, basically soundproofing rooms and with see-through material. Um, This is one I want, but I can't take it on an airplane. It's called Koza Sleep, C-O-Z-A-S-L-E-E-P. It's a natural sleep uh, product, and it's a liquid form. You just drink the bottle, and it's got all kinds of enzymes and stuff in it to make you healthy at the same time. So that's coming to the United States, but you, you know, can't get to security with, I told him, I said, you need to make the ounce count lower so that I can have this in my bag to get it through TSA. And the guy's like, Oh, you know, gave me one of those. 
Uh, what else? I, I found also saw the those clear screens were making a big presence. Yeah, I didn't get clear into, color screens. I didn't right. get into that section. I found some stuff for uh, EMPs though for electronic magnetic pulse protection uh, for everything: airplanes, homes, cars, you name it. I was, really? thought that was kind of curious. That was a product line I've never seen at CES before. So uh, is it a, like a like a cage type of a, what's it called? Uh, no, these uh, were actually filters that you put in line of RF lines. So it basically protects um, stuff oh. from getting zapped. Got it. Another company called Pixel, P-I-X-E-L-L, AI for video quality and advancement. This blew me away. So, and it's, it's kind of a niche product, but imagine you, have you still got old videos, Rob, from like maybe family members from the seventies, you know, I got all my stuff. Even, even from the thirties, I have some, I got all my millimeter. Yeah. I got all mine converted to digital. Right. So Mm -hmm. the, but the quality of that conversion is, eh, you know. It's a little sketchy. It's not great. Yeah, it's like a light box kind of recording. Yeah, what it is. It's not that good. Well, <laughs> this this is will digitally enhance those old yeah. videos, and it did. What the, and colorize them as well? If they uh, no colorization in this one. Okay, but again, Pixel company out of Korea, but sadly only B two B at this point, not B two C. So uh, anyway, I just thought it was cool. Uh, the best, yeah. the thing I need in my, uh, studio is this $2,500 GE two in one ventless washer dryer combo. Mm. So one unit washes and dries, just need water ventless. hookups and you don't need a vent. And it's got a massive filter that you use to clean the lint out with, but 2,500 bucks thing is beautiful. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, there was stuff like that. So drink with well, drink machine. I found that was pretty cool. Just some other stuff, you know, but everyone says they got AI. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, this has got AI. That's got AI red light, red light, uh, therapy. That's now a thing, I guess. And so did you see any, uh, like audio gear that, um, w- was increasingly having AI integration, in no it? audio gear, but these portable audio recorder packages like um, DJI and others sell yeah. price on those are coming down dramatically. It's like a hundred bucks. You can get a, a receiver and a transmitter now. I mean, just amazing. D- actually today, DJI is supposed to be coming out with something audio too. I got the notice. I didn't go to their website. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. It's their new wi- uh, wireless mic too. Oh, that's what came out. So I wondered what yeah. the, so I wonder what the price on this is going to be, because here's the thing. Sure. I think it's on their app. Yeah. Let me look at the price. 349. This is ridiculous. Okay. I love DGI, but not worth it. Not worth 349 anymore. Cause you can get this product now for under $150 af- uh, aftermarket folks. Well, so what they added to this, this, this little device uh, or this version, the version two is noise reduction technology is built into it. Okay. Which I've got the first version. It's on a, on my shelf. Right yeah. Now. I've got but, one. I've got the first version too. And I think it was in that same $300 price range Yeah, uh, for, for that one as well. I mean, it works terrific. It, 
it doesn't have the noise noise reduction technology that uh, this new one has. And and this new this new uh, transmitter will also work with their. Um. Anyway, it, it, yeah, I I'm looking at the website right now and seeing what they've got up, but. 349 is too much. It's too much money now for for the product. This product price has dropped dramatically through a whole bunch of different vendors. So well, there's a lot of kind of people that are copycatting out there too. Oh, you know, and it's and it's the same guts. You know, just different label on it. Maybe not DGI, but yeah. anyway, so that's kind of what that's kind of what happened at CES and we did 121 interviews and um, you know, it just turned out good. Stream turned out good. Uh, just, it just froze. That's the only thing. Yep. So I see the hall of fame announcement went out and you guys talked about it extensively. Um, what's, yeah. what's the feedback been? Uh, kind of curious. Yeah, I think it's, I, I don't know, we're selling tickets to, to the event to attend in person. Yep. Uh, I, so I just talked to Chris Kremitzos earlier today uh, about all that. So that's coming together and, and we're just doing a last minute kind of buttoning up things on who's inducting who and getting those people booked and getting in the acceptance videos. Cause some, some folks can't attend in person. So we're going to have induction you know, yep. acceptance videos, I guess is the right way to say it, that we're, we're going to play during the the live ceremony and it's going to be live streamed. Um, so you, if you're not going to PodFest, you can certainly watch it if you would like. Um, and it's going to be off of the Lipson uh, uh, YouTube channel. Okay. Um, so that's a great, great way to go. Or, or you can go to podcasthof.com and hopefully it'll, It'll be an embed that's part of that website. So we're going to try and pull that together too. All right. Um, but, you know, I'm excited for the inductees. You know, I've, I've faced some, you know, there's been some pushback on a, on a few of the inductees and there's been also a lot of feedback uh, coming in about, you know, maybe people that maybe deserve to be in the hall of fame that haven't been inducted yet. So I think that's been an ongoing conversation since 2015 actually. Yeah. Yep. And having missed um, and, a couple of years has not helped this backlog. Oh, it's more than a couple of years. It's at least four, four and a, four or five years. Actually, we right. we missed because of what happened with the pandemic and podcast movements, and then making the move to Podfest. Yep, um, kind of lost a year. So we're we're running way far behind, even with the induction nominations that we have in the pipeline already. Yeah, there's a huge so, there's a huge stack of people in that list yeah and there's still a lot of people that we, we haven't got in the list yet so and i acknowledge that and we want to rectify it you know there's lots of ideas coming in and obviously always welcome to that so how, how do you know. how do we you know it, it's it is it's a time situation on the induction ceremony so how do we do we it do is. do we do a mid-year and make it virtual you know is 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 know. that the you know do we do we do we do a say okay we're gonna we're going to try to do a one, a makeup and do another yeah. eight in six months or something. Yeah. Todd, I think it's a good question to ask just around how this whole organization operates. Right. Cause it's been pretty much something that has been run by the event, um, that is being held with in yeah. combination with, uh, uh, Lipson 
I mean, I, I volunteered to kind of lead the, the pulling everything together this year to, you know, bring some continuity to, to the system and have somebody that isn't part of Lipson, that isn't right. part of PodFest to kind of manage the, the hall of fame kind of process. Of and, it, yeah. Yeah. And, but it is pretty, you know, it's also pretty reliant on, on, on Rob Walsh as well. He's a great partner in this as well, but I do want to, as we look to next year, um, really, really build out that committee around or that group around who's managing the hall of fame and start looking at it beyond just, just Lipson. It's not that we don't want Lipson involved. It's right. more to do with let's, let's try and build this hall of fame to be perceived as more inclusive of the whole industry is what I'm, I'm really driving towards. And, and, and unfortunately um, when you have a dominant sponsor like, like this, that's heavily involved in the production and all this kind of stuff and the process that does kind of doesn't always give the best kind of inclusive perception of the event. And so, so I want to kind of move it in that direction and I definitely appreciate Lipson support and I, I hope that everybody recognizes that and appreciates what yeah, they wrote the check. They're really stepping up and, and Chris, Chris Kermitzos from PodFest is really stepping up and, and, um, I was able to help me secure Dr. Drew to be our master of ceremonies at the event too. That's that, big. that was, that was no easy undertaking. He's a very busy and popular creator, yeah. right? As we all would probably you know, realize. Yeah. So getting him there in person to actually be the master of ceremony, this was not a, an easy lift. So, so I think it does kind of set the stage for what type of event we want to create in the future. But this idea, Todd, that you have about maybe doing a mid-year induction uh, to help us catch up is certainly a good idea. And I think in order to accomplish that though, I think we need to have a kind of an independent um, organizing group that can maybe work with more variety of sponsors, get more people involved from the podcast community, uh, inputting and, but, but the core of the, of the hall of fame is really around the inductees. The inductees are the inducting committee, right. Um, and want to foster those relationships and keep building on those and keep, keep figuring out a way. But I think, you know, your point is well taken. We could do a mid-year induction ceremony and then, still have an in-person one once a year as well um as an at least here. for a you know and with the understanding it won't go forever you know well because, it might talk because there's just that many people that we well, need to get in well so, in, in that's the other part you know but is if you do a virtual event you could do a bigger group you know because you're yeah. not you're not constrained by time now the ceremony might be three hours long you know maybe well, i kind of kind of kind of I, I put together most of the, the run a show for the event, uh, for this year. And, and I think we're, we're at about an hour and 25 minutes yeah, something like so, that with our current, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty long because the, the acceptance speeches are more than speeches. They're stories. Well, and that's, what's also challenging too, is that some of the, of the, inductees are sending in videos, right? Mm -hmm. And the videos tend to be only about two to three minutes long. So right. it's not really as, as long as what would typically happen yep. with an in-person acceptance. Yep. 
which typically goes as long as five or six minutes. And there's examples of some that <laughs> like, went much longer. Yeah, like 10 minutes or more, right? right. And, which is okay and, because some of those stories yeah. were good. Yeah, exactly. But it does kind of make the event a lot longer um, because there's also the inductor presentation prior to that too, which we're trying to limit to about three minutes um, is is what we're trying to do. And so I'm sure some people will be shorter um, See, than, than three minutes. So I can do 30 categories in about 70 five minutes now the reason i do that is there's no inductor everyone's limited to three minutes but again most people that send in videos are a minute to two minutes yeah Uh, or i think that's pretty typical i i think um adam carolla i think sent in over over three minutes um so but i think we want to hear from adam so yeah (laughs) but you know and if you look at this list a lot of people are like who's that you know, who, who is, what's well, the point of the hall of fame? Yeah. Right? And, 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 and I, I think that it's, it's good, but you know, last time I saw the nominee list, wow, it's, it's long, you know, yeah, I and think we have like, like 60 or 80 people on the list right now. Yeah, see, that's, so let's, let's think about this. If there's, if we've missed eight, so eight for each year that we've missed. That's 10 years just to get through the list we have now. Yeah, yeah. no way. So yeah. the first, but hang on. The first induction was 2015. 15. And so how, what years, how many years did we miss? Six. Oh, oh, um, I think five. Five? 19. I believe four. No, a, a 20. We would have missed 20. Did we miss 21? The last one prior to last year or 2022 was 2018. No way. Yep. That's when Dave, Dave Jackson was inducted. So that was the last one in person we've done prior, prior to the 2022 one, 19 and 20. Well, that's four years right there. So 19 and 20. And then if we did one in 20, yeah, four. So that means we've, there's 32 that have would have yes. been inducted that have not. That would have put us at like 74 inductees by now. Yeah. Which so, would have covered most of that list that we have right now. I think that there's still people that were oh, missing. There's huge, huge, right. you know. So what, so what could be done if we, you know, again, it's, how many do you do at one time? If you have a mid-year, that's eight. You have to have a mid-year for the next four years. And that's still, that's just getting us even. Yeah, right. That's just catching up. So, right. how you know, there's got to be a way. To, this, is, this is something where we have to get caught up. We have to say, I okay. I think that it's possible for us to do 10 maybe on, a, on an event. You know, after doing the, the run of show, but it is going to go a little bit long. And yeah. people... You know, I mean, I put Adam Corolla in the eighth position just because I want people to stick around. <laughs> so, I, Adam. so I, I, you know, if, if we could, yeah, if we could go see, it helps. I, I just, uh, it, it pains me here, you know? Yeah, it, 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 does. it, it does. But, you know, if you think about the cost of those trophies too, those trophies are about 300 bucks each. 
Um, so, and, yeah. and they're expensive and they're heavy and, and they're, they're heavy. heavy to ship too. Yep. And, yep. and, but they're, but they're nice. It's the same, it's the same trophy that, that we got. And yeah. the, the, the crew from 2018, the same trophy. So, well, I look at the 56 trophies I'm shipping for the podcast awards. That's that bill is woohoo. Ooh, that one makes credit card smoke. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, maybe that it'd be nice. It would be nice to do some catch up because there's just such a huge list of deserving people and it's not, and, and, you know, like Lori, she's, she was an industry person. There's a huge number of industry persons that are, well, that's, that's kind of why we did what we did to some degree is, and, and, and we faced a little bit of public criticism for this because we weren't going after like sports podcasters or something like, like there's no sports pod- podcasters in the hall of fame yet. Right. So, so arguments like that have been made, but, but I think also, and Doug K mentioned this on the, on last episode about how balanced the hall of fame inductees are to the whole industry, right? Lori's a, uh, Lori Simmons is, is a good example of that, right? Right. Where it's not necessarily an Adam Carolla. So you combine like an Adam Carolla with a, a, a Lori Sims or Aaron Mankey. It's an interesting contrast, right? Of, of the scope of this industry. And it's not necessarily just podcasters. You know, and there's a couple of people on the list that I put on there that were instrumental in many of the things that have, they haven't been not, they haven't been inducted yet but they were instrumental in things that they have done in podcasting that if they had not done it, we would not be here. Yeah. Like, like your, your former colleague, you know, Angelo, right. Um, you know, he was the, the architect that really pulled together the podcast, uh, the, the measurement, like you know, the measurement standard with stands. the IAB. And, yeah. Right. Right. That and, was a pivotal contribution. And Robert Freeland, another one, another behind the scenes guy that no one, no one knows who Robert Freeland is. Yeah. But you, you know, he's part of the, part of the system that's made this whole thing rock and yeah. roll. Yeah. I think it's easy to really put all, all the emphasis is on the, on the big names. Right. Right. In the industry and. And unfortunately, I think it's, it's wrong to some degree to ignore the contributions that maybe aren't necessarily talking on a microphone. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so, and it's not supposed to be all talent. That's from the beginning. It's not, it was never designed to be all talent. It's those that have made. I think the first, first couple of induction ceremonies, you know, yours included, um, was pretty heavy on the crater side. Yeah. Um, but I think we have started to gravitate towards, you know, thinking about the industry in a much more broad. So, spectrum. you know, there could be then, you know, there could be a decision made that X number of industry people will be inducted every year and X number of talent will be inducted every year. There could be a decision to say, I think that's a great approach actually. And, and actually uh, Rob Walsh has kind of designed this to do exactly that. So we're, we're working together to, so we have different buckets that we put people into yeah. in the nomination process. Just, just and, like the Grammys, they have right. different buckets. Right. But, but we hadn't, as has been pointed out to me, we haven't 
created buckets that were specific to different segments in the industry from the standpoint of like public radio or from you know, sports right, broadcasters right, 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 or comedians right. or, I mean, that's more in the realm, I think of an award show yeah, yeah, to yeah, actually yeah. do, do that kind of thing. And that's not what this is about. This that's is right. not an award show. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's again, I, you know, I, I think of sports shows, you know, and well, every category has their champion. Yeah, they're, they're, right. they're, and, and no question about it, right? but, but, I agree with you. but the question is, it's the, and, and I, you can't, I, I don't know how, you know, it's, it's, and, we, we got to get this backlog. And unfortunately, Todd politics comes into play here. Um, and it's unfortunate, but that's kind of what, what happens, right? There are certain genres of podcast content that would people are going to object to if we were to nominate people from some of these genres, I'm not going to go into names or anything. Well, I'm just yeah, going to say you know there's what? controversy around content. Well, you know what? Ever before. Guess what? This is what, this is the beauty. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to reach over there and knock your head off, Rob. Now, come on now. We, I agree with you. We are, it's, it's, I'm not going to play, play into that game, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'm, what I'm telling you is that the world around us, I know is, thinking that way. But and, it, and there has been comments that have made to us about e even the inductees we have right now. So yeah, well, it's political lens. Well, right. the, you know, this is about content in all voices. This right. is the beauty of the genre is, yeah. is politics should have nothing to do with any well, of this. Well, that's nothing. totally what my answer has been to any of this. Is nothing that, that read the goals and the mission of the hall of fame. And what the, what the criteria is for being considered. Right. And then pass your, your judgment. If, right. if we're adhering to what we have said and committed to that we're going to do and represent this hall of fame, then, um, then that's all we need to do. If, if, poli um, if politics right. becomes part of the process, I'm out. Yeah. It has no, it really has no place in this process. Right. It's all about individual merit and contribution That's to right. the industry of podcasting. And I think we should all agree to that. Yeah. Uh, e each of us can have different opinions sure. on content and different opinions on thoughts and, you know, societal judgments. Um, but that has no place here. No, nothing. Zero. Yeah. And you know, you, you just, you know, you just look at this lineup. You look at Michael Butler. Oh my God. I don't talk about OG. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he goes to the being, you know, you look at, uh, you know, the guest you had last week with, uh, okay. Doug. and okay. we're lucky to still have Doug. Doug almost got killed in an automobile accident. You know, uh -huh. he might not yeah. be here. Um, you know, because things things Doug happen. Created some innovative technology back in that time. The whole levelator, levelator and all, all that. Right. But I people, mean, people, that was people groundbreaking. don't. And conversation network and everything that they yeah. did. And of course, people are like, "What are you talking about, levelator conversation network? What is that?" Well, this is the problem. <laughs> this is why we we need a hall of fame to be able to remember yeah. the people that contributed to getting us here. Yeah. And I. And I have to say, Lipson really steps up and, and wants to, you know, be that company that 
holds on to the legacy of this medium and where it has come from and where it's going. And, and I, I have to give him credit for that. I don't work for Lipson anymore. So it's, it's not that I'm doing it because I'm a Lipson employee. Uh, And and, and you, and you look at the, uh, you know, look at Aaron Mankey legend, absolute legend and doing law. Oh yeah. You know, well, he had a TV show series with it and he's just a very, very innovative creator that has pushed the envelope on the medium. And, and, and then we, and, and and we totally appreciate his contribution to this medium. And then right? there's, there's people on list that I'm not super familiar with. I know the name, but I don't know their work, but then other segments of the podcasting space, they're like renowned. So it, it runs the gambit here. You know? Yeah, it does. And it's really a, a, a really strong reflection of the, of the spectrum of this medium and not, and how kind of, it's always something that I've struggled with and I've pushed against is this segmentation of the medium where yeah. people don't really know about each other in various parts of the medium because they're in different groups, right? They're yeah. e- either public, public podcasts or public media podcasts and t- typically don't know much about, you know, the, the independent creator side and the independent creators don't really know that much about the, the public radio folks. So it's, it's these kind of like, Different bubbles, I guess, have existed. Same thing with the sports podcasters. Same thing with the comedians. It's the same thing with the political podcasters or the the health and fitness podcasters and like that. They kind of live in their own little kind of content bubbles. And I will um, also say, in years past, there have been a few podcasters that have turned down being inducted too. So, yeah. Um, there was one this year that did, so, so I'm not going to say who it is. But, but I, um, I think that's yeah. worth noting when someone says, well, how come so-and-so hasn't been inducted? Um, it's There's n- been a couple people that I've invited that have said no. And so it's not because you don't have to be inducted. You can say, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in being inducted. I don't know yeah. if any other Hall of Fame does that, but nobody, nobody's forcing any of these people to do what they're doing. No, so, not right. at all. So, yeah, it you know, and if you've invested like all these people have that are on this in this induction list, if they've they've invested a big part of their lives in this medium, and they deserve to be recognized for that, just like those other sixty people on our list. So I see, you know, think at Adam, he came in what, 2008, uh, 2007, somewhere around there. Who, Aaron, who Adam? Adam Corolla, uh, Aaron Mankey's been, Oh, when oh yeah. Yeah. I think, um, Adam Corolla, I, I think he started his podcast in 2009. Yeah. Eight or nine, something like that. Yeah. I don't, Aaron Mankey's been, Oh, how far back does he go? He's probably 2010. Probably. Uh, I don't remember what year Daniel joined the, you know, started. Oh, he oh, was early. Since you know, probably 2005 timeframe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's just, you know, Michael Butler, 2004, 2005, right in that time frame. Yeah. And, and, and Maria Inyoza has also been a significant contributor, um, with her Latino USA program that she's had on public radio. And then as a podcast for a really long time, she's had a big impact on that community. 
So, you know, I think that, um, you know, that, and again, it's, uh, not a popularity contest for sure, because there's a few people on that list I didn't vote for, Mm -hmm. you know, it, and, uh, you know, as a collective, we voted and, you know, the collective decides. So no process is perfect. No, no, and we're never going to get everybody in at once. I mean, if I can get this up to 10 inductees, we'll, we'll, we'll get two more in there. And, and, um, and, and you think about but, the, you think about the, you want to talk about politics, you know, some of these other awards, big national awards, you can't be nominated unless you write a check for a hundred thousand dollars, you know? And, uh, and so and there's other criteria now that, um, that are getting in that process too. so you know there's all kinds yeah. of crazy things that go into other awards no one has yeah. to write a penny to be inducted not a penny yep oh but, this whole whole thing is nobody's making money on this no no and no <laughs> no one has no one has to uh, uh buy a table you know that none of that none of that stuff is within this well, we are selling tickets to sell well, good. <laughs> or to to attend just to cover expenses. So what I, I what is that? That's t- the big thing to take away too here. So does uh does your podfest badge get you in? Uh not at this point. Oh, so you have to buy a ticket to actually get into the awards. At at this point, I think Chris is working on maybe some some pathways for for certain, you know. Oh, so that needs to be, I don't, does the PodFest people know they have to buy a ticket to come to the Hall of Fame? I don't know. That's up to Chris to, to, to market that and promote that. Oh, okay. That's, that's not in my realm of control. That's his. So the tickets are $49 then to be able to come to the award. At this point, and it's an Eventbrite link, um, to be able to sign up for that. I, I believe if you just go to podfestexpo.com, yep. there's a link to the, on, on there. Yeah. I'm on, I also, I, I'm on the page right now. And also at the podcast, which is the, the landing, uh, website for the whole hall of fame. It has all, all the past inductees mm-hmm. listed in there. Um, also. Yep. So. But yeah, it's, it's costing, you know, it's costing real money to put this thing on to get, you know, you know, things like get Dr. Drew there and there was concessions that needed to be made to get him there. And I I think it was important. I hope Chris has, uh, got a, uh, square thing to buy tickets at the door if they have to. And and I, I understand there's going to be some food there and some drinks and things like that too. So awesome. And I don't believe that there's any kind of dress code or dress requirements yeah, yeah. or anything like that that well, we're imposing. Well, I'm not, wearing a, I'm, I'm not wearing a dress. Uh, I'll show up in you're pants and a t-shirt. A you're, you're not wearing a dress. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that, Todd. You're more than free, free to, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so so, yeah, that's, so that's, that's, that was a good thing is that it made clear that you have to buy a ticket to get into the event. So. But it's free to watch as a stream online. Okay, I got you. So right. that's the other end of the of the um, so, access so, opportunity. So those of you coming to Podfest, you, please support. 
please support the event and buy your ticket and come and listen to these legends and listen to their stories. It will be worth every penny of the admission. Yeah. And if we can get that momentum behind this event, we can turn it into something more as yeah. we look to the future and get more people in this and, and really start to build some momentum around this, this whole, you know, hall of fame idea, um, that's been kind of struggling quite frankly, just because of the world events that have been going on. And, and, and I think, you know, I think after this event, I think going, <laughs> going back and kind of, you know, pulling all of the, the, you know, the wagons together and everybody that has an interest in this, um, to contribute to brainstorming about what we can make it and what we can turn it into going forward, I, I think is an important conversation to have. Well, I am buying two tickets right now or one for me and one for Mackenzie, who will be part of the blueberry team that will be there. All right. Guess how many, how many blueberry folks are going? Uh, we're just taking just two. A, okay. Just, it's, uh, you just and Mackenzie and I, yep. We'll be, the two of us will be there. Okay. All right. What is my little secret code? Oh, there we go. So put my money where my mouth is here, ladies and gentlemen. And. And uh, my ticket is, two tickets are, oh, come on. Where did you hear about this? <laughs> tickets are purchased. Awesome. So, Thank you, Todd. Yes, absolutely. Get your ticket Yay. spot right there. <laughs> right there. Everybody's uh, working hard and trying to make this thing a success. So we're. We got our, you know, work cut out for us. I mean, trying to bring a good show is the next big thing right now. So, well, that's, that's the main thing. And, uh, kind of like, go on what we did with the Ambie awards, the Ambies. Um, it's all about, you know, putting on a good show. Well, right there. I better save these tickets so they don't get lost. So I can make sure that I can show up the door and walk in. I'd hate to get to the door and not be able to get in. Yeah, I would hate that too, Todd. <laughs> so did you want to talk about our our live session yeah. at uh, PodFest yeah. Yeah. for this, this show? So, so back me, up on stage again. Yeah. So uh, what day and time? We are January 25th. So we're on Thursday. At uh, 3.30 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time on the Expo stage. Oh, David says, just buy my ticket now. Only got the Expo Hall Pass so I can get into the events. Don't want to miss the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so I think, David, again, you'll have to buy uh, yeah, the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tom Webster says, seems bananas that it isn't part of the PodFest ticket. So that's what Tom Webster says. Yeah, the I did ask ask Todd or Chris about that today. So okay, yeah. um, all right. So we're doing it. What time again? Three thirty p.m. to five p.m. So we've got a full ninety minutes. Okay, uh, to be on stage on um, Thursday, the twenty fifth of January. On Thursday, okay. on the Expo stage. On the expo stage. So Thursday is the first full day of the show. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, okay, three thirty to five on the big stage. Wow. Huh? On the expo stage. Oh, huh? beautiful. I'm not sure. I I don't know what their setup is, but. It probably will be be a little bit noisy because of the expo going on around us. No, that, that's okay. And we're going to have uh, Roberto Blake, mm-hmm. CEO and Creative Awesome CEO of Creative Awesome Media. Yeah, he's a guy that's um, that's he's really all about um, advising people and teaching people about how to be successful on 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 YouTube and other other platforms around video as well as podcasting. So he's okay. k- kind of a convergence guy as well. And he does have a partnership with StreamYard as well. So, All right. um, so yeah, I've done shows with him and things like that here recently. And, and it, I figured getting him on this show is a good, good place to spark that. I mean, he's at the event, so we yeah. might as well pull him up too. And then Gautam, am I pronouncing that right? Raj Anand? Yep, that's exactly right. He's the CEO and founder of Hubhopper, which is a hosting uh, platform out of India. So this is going to—I'm Gautam. I'm going to have to like have that written down on my card because <laughs> I, I am going. Well, it's to, going to be in front of you on that sheet. So right, so, so I'll be able to keep referring. You can, <laughs> you can practice. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, so, are we going to be live, or what are we going to do? I believe it's. My understanding right now, at the very least, it's going to be recorded. So okay. it depends on if we want to try and set up a, you know, like I might be able to live stream it off. I would, off of I, my, I, I think, you know, my stream account get, or something. Just get a good recording. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> every Fair time enough. we, every Fair time enough. we try to go live, it doesn't it work. Turns into a disaster, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, if we're controlling the event, we can control the, the thing, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, well, let's, let's just let's focus on getting a good recording. <laughs> let's okay. Fair enough. Oh, and David that kind of go ahead. That kind of was what I was, you know, on track for yeah. anyway. David so. said he just got his Hall of Fame ticket. Ah, awesome. So awesome. We thank you very much. One. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And if you're, you're not gonna be you're there, supporting. here here's a way you can support. If you're not gonna be there, buy a ticket anyway. It's forty nine dollars. It's for a good. And just cause. watch it on the stream. Yeah, and you can watch it for free on the stream, but buy a ticket anyway. Right. See, that's how you can give value back. But Todd, I'm going to be looking for that person at the event. It's like, well, you know, he bought a ticket. Why isn't he here? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know it doesn't. And and, and 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 if you're feeling really, 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 really contributable, buy ten tickets and then give them away at. Write it off. Right. Yeah. Give them away at Podfest. Right. So, and the awards is, uh, what night? Again, I forgot. The actual. Uh, the 26th. The 26th. So let me look at Which the, is Friday night. Okay. So, um, 26th is Friday night. All right. At what time? 7 p.m. Eastern. So it'd be four o'clock Pacific. Okay. So. so and I'm, I set this to start right at seven. So it's not like we're going to start dally. the stream at, at, uh, you know, seven fifteen or something crazy okay. like that. All right. I'm not a big fan of that. So, so we'll start the stream probably a couple minutes before seven okay. and then we'll, we'll start right at seven is my, is my plan. All right. So, um, 
Yeah, so going back to the new media show, should be a good conversation. Are you uh, working on an agenda for us? Yeah, I've actually got most of it done already. Oh, good. The yeah. one, the the few times that we do this show where we actually have an agenda. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how often. I mean, I think we go off the agenda quite uh, often. We so. stay pretty close. Well, I know. Yeah. So, so I do want to talk about one thing that I have started. Oh, okay. What's that? And um, it, there'll be a link to it in the show notes today. But I think I talked about it the show before where I basically, I don't know, I was, I, I, I didn't have a moment, but it was one of those situations where I was kind of, uh, I was reading something. I, well, I was reading something in the uh, podcast movement group and I got really pissed. Um, I have resound to not comment um, as often as I used to about bad advice. I I really, I really try to, refrain myself and it's hard it's hard because some of the advice i see is absolutely unequivocally bad off the mark right and so i started to decide i'm going to start a facebook group that we, we everyone listens here already knows where i'm coming from but challenges a lot of podcasters are not um, they're getting a lot of bad advice a lot of the time. And so the goal of this group, and it's going to be called Podcasting Unfiltered, it's actually live now on Facebook, is that I'm going to stick to one topic a week, a simple topic, because oftentimes we talk about lots of stuff. People get fed by the fire hose and they, they never implement anything. So I'm going to stick, try to stick to one topic a week and say, this is what we're going to focus on. And maybe it's as simple as mm -hmm. your episode title. Maybe it's as simple as your, you know, the intro to your show. I'm going to break it down in micro, micro steps. So that hopefully right. by the end of the year, there will be enough of those commentary now what i'll do is once a month we'll have a live thing where we'll talk about all four things from the previous four weeks and it's going to be a facebook live thing we'll do in the group and it's just basically to have a discussion um and i might even do a companion podcast maybe something sweet two or three minutes on the topic just hammer it bam out mm -hmm. um of what i think take it or leave it. Right. <laughs> you disagree with it, do your own thing. <laughs> but yeah. So that's kind of the goal. Um because, you know, after the verge of 20 years here, and you too, we've we've lived and breathed this thing every day, 24/7 almost. Yeah. And so I don't want to, there's going to be no lofty ex expectations. 
There's not going to be any consultant double speak. There's not going to be hard sell of blueberry stuff. That's not what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Not what it's all about. And again, it's going to be take or leave it. I'm going to dish it out. And we can debate it within there. No promotion allowed. No consultants allowed unless I actively invite them. No advertising. Even me. No advertising of services. None of that. It's just going to be. And I don't want to call it a mastermind, but that's essentially what it's going to be. So you're free to join Rob if you want. you know, and again, it's just going to be, we're, we're going to, we're going to stay focused and have a takeaway that someone can go look at their website, look at their content, do analysis. Just, am I doing this? And is what Todd is saying, does it, does it make sense? And should I implement this or not? That's it. Yeah. I think we are in an era of this medium, at least here in North America, um, of it, it it feels like that the the effort has been to kind of like figure out what works and cut everything else. Yeah. Now I think we're we're in this kind of trimming phase. I think you see it a lot with Spotify right now. They're they keep cutting programs that they have that maybe aren't performing. I like. I'm getting um, an email from them every day of the shows that they're removing. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the era that that we're facing now. I did do a call with the the podcast show folks just, just yesterday. And they're giving me the impression that, you know, the same kind of atmosphere that's happening in the U S around people pulling back and people trimming and people kind of, um, trying to optimize what they have, right. Um, maybe trim their spending kind of deploy things that are really working and emphasize the things that are really working. But what they're seeing in Europe is that there's still enthusiasm for podcasting over there. That's more like what it was here prior to this big pullback that we've seen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's not been a big pullback except for in the upper end. Okay. I'm speaking very broadly in the industry, right? It's not everybody that's, that's struggling, but we have seen a decline in active shows. We've seen a decline in advertising spend. We've seen all those things and those don't foster increased investment. Right. And so that's why we've seen pullback on this and people getting laid off. I mean, it's not just podcast industry. People are getting laid off. It's, it's companies all over the place here in the U S are, are, actually doing stealth layoffs and they're doing all sorts of stuff and it's putting a lot of people out of work right now, but that is not necessarily happening overseas. And that's what was interesting about my conversation with them is that they're, they're still seeing a lot of enthusiasm and they actually talked about you, Todd. Um, Oh, you know, <laughs> really blueberries going to be over there yeah. um, at the podcast show this, this spring. And, and they obviously want me to be there and, and participate as well. But, um, I don't know if I'm able to go this year, but I, again, I went the first year, but, um, but I think it's an interesting contrast to what's happening, um, internationally with this medium and what's happening in the U S and that's, that's why I wanted the CEO of, of this hub hopper company to join us is to kind of talk about the international aspects of this and getting into a, a huge country like India, you know, they're now the world's largest country. They actually surpassed China in population. 
So, you know, what is the opportunity uh, for all of us and India around this medium? So and that's what I'm hoping to talk to him about. So let me interrupt here. Don't eat me, Tom Webster. He says, what a right. coincidence. I am starting a group that only gives bad advice. Maybe we can feed swap. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing something new at Blueberry. Everyone's got a monthly report now. So Tom's all, always got his like his little jab. At yeah. You yeah. Know, so. so, so we, <laughs> we at Blueberry put out our first January, 2024 statistics report. Yeah. And, um, so someone made a comment, where's Spotify in my top list? Well, they're coming. We'll, we'll, we'll expand the list next, next month and get Spotify in there. But, um, some people questioned some of our numbers. Imagine that because they look a lot different than other hosting providers. Oh, well, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw well, there, that. there's a reason because our because our, our customers are different. And, you know, we have a lot of uh, legacy clients that don't, I, um, don't, didn't get into Spotify or some of these well, other they, they're newer in platforms. They're right? in Spotify, but they are, di they're businesses and there's, you know, they, they're different, different makeup of shows, the religious shows. And, you know, so, you know, if you look at our, and, and yes. you know, we put our cards on the deck, 22% of our customers are, religion and spirituality um yeah. you know in eight, 18 percent news this this isn't think, <laughs> go ahead i think there was a time when you could look at the data from these you know like a hosting platform yeah. like blueberry or lipson or whatever and say that's a bellwether for the no. industry i just don't know that that's a good way to look at it now i think um you know there are, especially with the legacy hosts, there there is legacy podcasts that are driving a lot of the numbers. You know, our our top five categories is business, news, religion, society, and sports. That's our that's our top five. Yeah. You know, and and where does Gen Z fit into all that? And and then you know we we broke our uh, average episode listens a little bit different. And there's a, a disclaimer, and I have to read the disclaimer. A range is determined when a show met the threshold one time, a.k.a. 10,001 listen downloads during the reporting period. When a show met the threshold, we included all episodes for the past 30 days that had been published a minimum of 10 days. So basically, shows that had a, had a minimum of 100 to a maximum of 1,000 downloads at least once in a month, the average number of downloads was 152, where it oh, was 1,001 downloads to 10,000. The average was 1,127. And what people got confused with was like, how could the 10,001 to 50,000 have 7,600, 7,611? Well, it, we measured them if they hit 10,001 one time. Didn't mean the rest of their episodes were 10,000 and over. So, Todd, did you mean to use the word listens versus downloads? Yeah, same thing. Listens and downloads. Same thing. And let's use okay. that word interchangeable. They mean the same thing. And then okay. 50,001, then it changes completely. The average was 104,000 downloads per episode. That was the average. So, you know, I think that uh, we tried to break out a range 
and maybe, and again, we had to explain our methodology because people are like, how did that, you know, if it was 10,000 to 50,000, that number should never be below 10,000 on an average. Well, again, the show only had to hit it once. So, you know, if we decide to change the methodology, if too many people complain, we will, but we basically said, okay, this episode has to be 10 days old at a minimum and then look back. So it, it, it nothing's perfect, but this yeah, so is, go ahead. So how should we distinguish between these terms that are being used in the industry right now? Listen, so you have listens and downloads, listens, are being used. downloads and impressions, listens and downloads have been used interchangeably for at least the last three to five years. Okay. Then how does this emphasis now that we're starting to see around the term, they're going to have to define where does that fit. They're going to have to define impression. They're going to have to is say that, that's still considered listen. And how much was listened is the well, next question. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, that. that's the $82,000 question. It is. The, it is. Well, actually there is a, question. there is a semi solution for a segment of that. But if you think about the, um, the word I'm looking for here is, I think what it is, to be honest with you, I bet you impression slash plays slash downloads is probably the same, same thing. That's, but they, that, they have clearly different, um, it, it, but, but in kind but, of intentional but, meaning, but if they're sticking to the IB standards, the, I bet you same. impression eats the download and play. It's all BS. So, you know, impression, let's, I'm just going to define it for them. They're just using it as a marketing ploy. Impression plays and downloads are probably all the same thing in podcasting. <laughs> but are we playing a little smoke and mirrors with the Yes, there is. There is smoke and mirrors using going these on. terms. Right? There is smoke and mirrors, but plays and downloads are, have been used a lot interchangeably by a lot of people. Impressions has not. Okay. So. so they're equivalent. So a, a, a listen is equivalent to a download. It's the same thing. In, in blueberries, in, in, okay. in blueberries definition, okay. a download equals a listen, a listen equals a download. Okay. So, but using that term listen doesn't mean that it was listened no. to hundred percent. No. Just like a, a download doesn't, right. doesn't imply that's, that you listen to hundred percent. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I think the one that, you know, was kind of interesting for us was people said, wow, Chrome had 4.6 and 3.75. Yeah. There's still people using browsers to consume content. We didn't just look at apps. Right. And then we did, con we did combine a whole bunch of Android apps just to get them to 3.32%. <laughs> Uh, Google Podcast 2.5, Overcast 2.27, Podcast Attic 2.23. But did yeah. you have a breakdown of, of platforms versus clients? Basically, this is, I mean, like Windows and. No, like Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Spotify. Apple Podcasts is at 58.19. And then Apple Other, in other words, Apple Core Media, the stuff that. Yeah, but I don't see Spotify on this list. No, it's not on the list. So it's, it's Our, not a platform. It's well, a, it. It will it's be on, app. it'll be on it's the, app. it'll be on the next one. We, we basically, okay. um, what we didn't do is we didn't combine, we break uh, Spotify out by Apple and by Android. 
So on the next, I mean, excuse me, by iOS and Android. So we give separate numbers. So on the next one, I will do a combined, and they'll show up in the percentage point. So essentially, mm-hmm. um, no one iOS or Android within Spotify got above 2.09. So when I combine them in the next report, it'll be above 2.019. Because you basically, so go ahead. Yeah, so why couldn't you display the Spotify app in here as a client? Because the way I had it broken my stats is I have Spotify by iOS, Spotify by Android, and I on the next report we'll combine those. We will. We'll put it in. Oh, as, you will. We'll okay. put it as a Spotify app combined. But it's still, yeah, it'll probably be up there in the top four or five. But again, mm-hmm. we were looking. We didn't break it down. It's our fault for not combining iOS and Android. So we'll fix that on the next go around. Yeah, so I think the last time we talked about this, Todd, I think you mentioned that you didn't see a drop in Apple Podcasts that no. has been reported well, by okay, so, any others. And now, here's the thing. Everyone saw a little bit of a drop based upon the new changes. The to new how, change to not the, not the looking back and downloading and at looking at the, you know, trying to re-download, re-download, re-download. We weren't affected by that, but everybody was affected by the change in subscribe behavior and dropping right. by default, dropping everyone after not listening to five episodes. So everyone yeah. will see a little bit of a bump just because of that alone. Yeah, it's a way to trim up kind of false downloads. But that you know, well, you know, listen to. But, so you know, right. the question I have. I mean, it's not false downloads. It's actual downloads. It's just those downloads likely aren't being listened no, let me, to. Let, let's bring it back here. So the question I have, is anybody writing a check back to advertisers? Well, they're probably doing make goods. It would be probably, probably the most likely situation. You, you, you think? Depends on how honest they are, Todd. <laughs> isn't that good? Isn't that way? Isn't that the right way to look at it? Well, you know, I know how this worked a number of years ago. I saw a very big check have to be written. <gasps> you know, so you know, you you know, if you're if you're dropping fifteen percent. And you, you know, you, and you knew there was a problem with iOS, which a lot of people knew there was a problem with iOS and you didn't throw those away and you didn't, if you took those out and didn't bill for them, you're good. But if you didn't adjust. I keep hearing, I keep hearing that there's some of these podcast hosts are not going to renew on the IAB. I keep hearing that. It's too expensive. Not the renewal. This the the re thing is only like six. Well, you got to pay membership fee. Expensive renewal fee. So we'll see. We'll see who doesn't. Who who Rob? Who is not going to pay the renewal? Who's bumping? I don't know. I just keep hearing that that you know. I have an IEB meeting tomorrow. I will take note of who is there and who isn't there. And uh, I can't legally like do a roll call, but I'll just kind of look through the list. Well, let me play devil's advocate here a little bit on this topic is that, um, I'm sure some platforms feel like 
you know, they've made the technical adjustments to, to be relevant, um, to accurate counting, um, is any incremental improvement, um, going to make a big difference and worth the investment. I think that that could be what we're facing going forward. And it has me, is that, is that what you're hearing? Well, no, that's kind of the rationale that I can visualize in my head. So um, you're, you're just, you're, you're doing a hypothesis that people are not renewing. Well, okay. Let's lay out kind, kind of a financial scenario, yeah. right. For a company that maybe has been laying people off. And oh yeah. That's, sluggish that's growth probably a uh, 16 or $17,000 bill. Maybe they don't want to pay. Right. Or they can't really afford to pay and still keep operating. So if they're not, if they're not, if they're not doing a bunch of advertising, then maybe it's not worth it. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's the platforms that are doing a lot of advertising engagement, maybe the ones that are more likely to upgrade, but you know, even that, you know, being able to claim that, and most of the, most of the agencies already recognize all these companies as being platforms that are IAB certified, but, maybe, what, but what they happened? don't care if they're renewed. Well, maybe depends on your marketing angle. And what's the real advantage of upgrading is the bigger question. Well, there's, you know, the, the new specification, you know, at some point in the near future, I'm assuming it's going to be up for review. So while I can't, speak to the specifics of it then we'll see i was reading is there any any tangential rob rob i cannot say of the you'll get to see it as soon as everyone else okay i i have my team actually doing a review because i need some feedback by noon tomorrow so my team's reviewing the draft Mm-hmm. changes. Yeah, I think this is a I think a lot of companies in the industry are asking themselves the same question. I know I am. I'm not working for any of these hosting companies, but those are the questions I'd be asking right now. I know. I know you can't say much. I would just say that um we're we're in it for another round. And I think probably all, all, all the big players that are associated with significant advertising initiatives inside of their organization will probably do the same. Now, next right. year, when the, when the, um, your membership price is based upon, I think your revenue, revenue versus advertising dollars, then we might see a shift of some people punching out because of the cost to just maintain membership is going to be extraordinarily high. Yeah. And that may leave the door open for a little bit of growth in, in the OP3 folks. Well, they don't have a standard. They don't have a, you know, they have nothing to, you know, they have, again, they're doing a redirect. So their redirect will never, right now ne- they are right. Yeah. Their redirect I mean, will never be as accurate as a host log file. No. So, Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No matter what, but you know, I think that, uh, from my perspective, oh, this is another one that got people's, 
I have Nigeria on the list of top 10 countries. Oh, and people go, where did that come what? from? <laughs> well, I have two shows. <laughs> That do good, that, right? That drew yeah. that drove ninety nine point nine nine percent of that traffic. Wow. Okay. And um, even I was like, "Where did that come from?" Wow. I had I had to have my had to have my dev team go in and tell me, "Tell me what shows are driving that traffic," you know. And they gave me the two shows, and I went to their stats. I was like, "Oh, holy crap!" Holy crap! Are they are they on a pro plan? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, look how much bandwidth are they using? And go to the other log. I'm like, Holy crap! Look at these guys. You know, so and and <laughs> we could see substantial growth outside of the U.S. So you know, I think it's an interesting list. U.S. Yeah. makes up fifty percent. Again, these are blueberry customers. 50% U.S., 5.86 U.K., Canada, 5.2, Australia, 2.9. Those are pretty high percentages for those countries, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. just off of your platform. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil was a little lower than I thought it would be. 1.6, Czech Republic, 1.6, Sweden, 1.4. And there, everyone just, else. I mean, just total up all, all the hosts in the industry, and, you, you know, those numbers are going to go up. So... And you know, so, I was surprised right. that the U.S. was, for at least us, was, you know, approaching less than 50%. Yeah. So I have another thing I hadn't put together. I'm trying to figure out which countries are breaking out. So I had November's data and I looked at December's data and just some stuff didn't make sense. So I was basically mm -hmm. set a threshold for from one month to the next in growth. I wouldn't expect big jumps based upon the volume set, but the jumps were, some of the jumps were massive. So I, we're going back and looking at that data because I want to see who, I want to see which country is growing because I've, you know, I've got all this data. So I said, okay, let's look at Sweden and let's look at the total deliveries in November. Let's look at the total numbers in December and see if there was a bump. And I was looking at a 3% threshold break and my list ended up being like, wow. And I was like, well, that ain't going to work. Cause I was expecting, you know, one or two countries to see a 3% threshold growth, but the traffic is too, was, you know, sometimes I saw six and 7% deltas in countries volume from one month to the next. So I don't know what the best way to do that is. Um, someone with smarter math than me. Um, but the thing that, um, that we're most proud of and, that the fewest people have talked about is our global retention data. And the way that, the way that works is if they listen one to 25% of the show, no, excuse me, percentage of the episode listened to 6.73% stopped in the first one to 25%. 1.45 stopped in 26 to 50% mark. 51 to 75, 1.28 stopped. 75 to 99, another 6% stopped. The completion average is globally 84.49. Now, that is for a segment of all downloads. So basically, mm -hmm. if, it, if, a, if an episode hit 100% delivery, it's not included in this number. It's only used in our retention formula. It is very complicated, and it's a segment of data, probably 7 or 8% total 
of all of this traffic we see goes into this retention report. So it's, again, it's a sample, a very, very small sample of the total traffic we see. We're not talking, you know, that we had 84.49 completion rate on 300 million downloads. That, no, that's not the number. It's a segment of that. So, but the rest of the stuff is podcast index data that anyone can get. So, and we do a snapshot on, we'll do another snapshot on February 2nd and see where these numbers compare. But anyway, that's what, try to put a little different uh, report. Notice, yeah. Go ahead. Did you notice this new um, AI action that's been enabled in the Descript app um, called Edit for Clarity? Oh, Did yeah. I've, I've heard about that. Yep. It says Edit for Clarity. Uh, it, it intelligently identifies and removes distracting filler words. And it's always been able to do the filler words stuff, but um, it's also included now tangents and non-essential sections, basically ensuring that your message is concise and impactful. So did everything so, I just talked about in stats, would that be considered in, inconsequential and be removed? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think the big takeaway for me on this is that, um, I think you have a new podcast editor here that is actually getting into the content, editing your thoughts. Um, and I'm not sure that that's a good direction here, but, well, um, I don't know. What do you think, Todd? Well, I, all I can say is, uh, I'm going to leave the editing to descript. <laughs> you are. Okay. No, but I mean, at least for now, non, I mean, really think about this yeah. non essential sections of your audio. I hope you get the ability to choose to remove it. Or tangents. Tangents so are the best part of the show. So you start talking about a topic, and Todd, you decide to all, all, start, all of a sudden start talking about, you know, uh, your, your backyard right. snow, snow level, and then we come back to talking about, you know. No, we do that metrics. on this show all the time, so. I, I know, but <laughs> I think this AI would come in and clip out that that talk about the snow level in your backyard. Well, so. it, it, it wouldn't be my AI for much longer if it did that. <laughs> it's critical information that needs to be um, in the show. Right. You know, um, speaking of AI, we, uh, we got our, I, I've been buried. Uh, I yeah. told my marketing team, I tasked them on Monday to basically spend six hours every week testing our new, system mm -hmm. and uh do you know how many scenarios they are <laughs> solo host host and a co-host host and co-host and a guest host and a guest host and two guests five people and a guest do you know how many nope. scenarios you have to test with right. ai <laughs> and you know, the team is like, why do we have to spend six hours testing this thing? And plus, I'm going to have a bunch of podcasters come in and test. I'd be like, you want, we have, we're writing scenarios. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. There's a lot of scenarios. There's a lot of scenarios. I'm sure I'm not going to get them all. And yeah. I think, the, I think you can add another one to the list is conversational formats. Well, not, yeah. And this. Yeah. Of course. So, but again, we, you know, 
having listened to as many podcasts as I've listened to, I know a lot of the formats, you know? Oh, already. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're so, fairly standard. So, right. you know, I'm just like, here's, you get one shot with this. You get one shot with AI. You know, you do. If we, if we don't get this right. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, I was at about 1130 this morning. I was doing some pretty big backflips because some of the output was just tremendous. At least the first segment of the stuff that I'm testing. And mm -hmm. so maybe, maybe in about five or six weeks, we'll be ready. Maybe. Yeah, the hardest part has been the prompts, getting the prompts right for the queries because we're writing complex queries. Yeah, I saw that uh, Refonic has rolled out something um, that will. It's an AI podcast question generator. Blueberry customers, hang on, don't go use that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't. Don't, don't use don't it. Don't go use it. Right. <laughs> I actually was talking with a client today and um the um it was funny because I was kind of doing a little bit of behind the scenes reveal of what we've got planned and and she says, I'm doing some of the same things in different places. I said, Exactly. I said, That's how we that's how we kind of figured this out, you know, for the last six months we've been we've all been playing with this so this is it's not rocket science the integration is the is the challenge and getting the outputs to be consistent mm -hmm. and we're learning what the ai doesn't do we're learning what it completely ignores mm. which because sometimes you give it something and it, it'll completely ignore it so you have to i guess the better word is go out grab what you told it to look at, parse it, and then give it to it in a parse format. Because otherwise... Yeah, it... I mean, I'm increasingly seeing where you have to be pretty explicit with it. Um, also, it will leave important stuff out. Um, in this case, uh, this particular part of the testing is, that's not as important, but the next part will start next week. <laughs> that's where, you know, yeah. leaving something out um, yeah, because it has to decide what's important and what's not, and that may not uh, align well, with the creators. The, the key is on not what's the, important. And the what's key not. is not the key is to make it give make it respond and tell you five different ways what it thinks is important. Give give me like the top five most important things that you think in the podcast. Don't just give me one, right? And, and then use your own brain to pick the one you think is the best. And the same thing with the summary. You don't you you tell it don't you know just summarize. Don't 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 add nothing else. Don't add don't you know interject. Just use this. Create a summary from that. Don't take any outside data. Um, and use what I give you. Don't go hunting for something in your in your vast database. And don't hallucinate. So everything. But I thought it was funny this. This um, post that um, was it Westwood One made on their website about advertising. Did you see this? Oh, is this the one about this the one where people are pissed off? They're not going to make their numbers. No, no. This is this is <laughs> this is actually funny. Um, 
I'm going to put that out there right at the beginning. It says podcast consumers prefer funny and entertaining ads, but say they currently hear more ads that are communicating dry features and benefits. So humor and comedy and advertising here, Todd, is what people prefer. Hmm. It says here, it says uh, two types of podcast ads. Weekly podcast consumers are interested in funny ads, 71%, entertaining ads, 71%. However, the top type of podcast ads uh, actually here are mainly communicating features, benefits of products and services, 78%. Entertaining and funny ads are only heard by 72 and 68% of weekly podcasts. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go and grab my GoDaddy ad script and copy that out, put it in chat GPT and tell it to make it funny. I don't know if my advertiser wants me to be funny. I guess it depends on how I'm, you know, how do you, okay. If you're a comedian, I guess you can do okay, but how do you do that without insulting your product read? Well, that's the magic of comedians, right? I guess. Is that they're able to, to walk that line and and be funny. But I guess in the past, anyway, the, the podcast hosts that were comedians were not as concerned about offending their advertisers. <laughs> that's <laughs> but now you kind of are walking on eggshells if you want to be ironic and funny in your ads. But, you know, and people are more sensitive to that now. So I think it's a, I think it's a really interesting, you know, question. Well, that, I, I know that I have survived another month with the change GoDaddy made. So, um, you know, waiting, it's about, uh, uh, seven days away from reporting on <laughs> to see, you know, yeah, I don't know. So they made some big, big changes to their, their overall marketing strategies. Todd, or? Yeah, they did. <laughs> they took all the deals away. Oh, I mean, their, their coupon codes. Yeah. Well, that's gone. So what I'm promoting, all of it's gone. All of it's gone. So all I'm promoting now is front of page pricing and I still have to hit my numbers, baby. Woohoo. Oh, so they're not offering any loyalty discount codes. Not right now. They're not. Hmm. I will. And again, (laughs) you know, they must be really concerned about margins then. I would suspect so. Or they think they've got enough brand awareness that they don't have to do that no more. And believe me, I went looking because I said, uh, was this just for me? <laughs> or, right, or, or was this for everybody? And she's yeah. basically, my rep said, for everybody. And believe me, I went and looked about 100 different places because uh, I wanted you know, to make sure that it just wasn't my, you know, my neck on the line. And, uh, so I held my breath the first month and we came through. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Cause yeah. you really built up a kind Ma- of like a massive a reputation for being a, a place to get, you know, some discounts and yeah. deals. Yep. So with GoDaddy. So. so now it's, uh, the product have to sell itself now because I don't have a deal. But we, but we but we made our price or Full is price. there any kind of a discount zero okay. so no, no 10% off or 5% nothing, off or nothing, anything like that nothing 
Nope. Oh, that's going to be hard to convert new customers. Well, I, I made it the first month. And uh, so. And they may ask you to be funny next, Todd. I, well, I <laughs> might I might start having to be funny. <laughs> Adventures in audio. Thanks for just getting here. Yeah, we're, we're well. Mike, thanks. Yeah, Blueberry customers are smarter, of course. Right. <laughs> um. Anyway, we had good, good, good traction on YouTube today. I haven't been watching Facebook at all. I apologize if, if you've been over on Facebook. I, I have not been watching Facebook at all today. Yeah, I guess we made it uh, 90 minutes, didn't we? Yes, yes, we did. So let me see here. Did we have anybody? Oh, what's going on here? Let me double check this. Oh, yeah, we've been live on Facebook. All right, we're good. Anita, Matt, others, yeah, thumbs up. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so here's the dealio. Um, we will be live from Podfest. I don't know that we'll be live. Yeah, we'll be live at Podfest. Live at Podfest, <laughs> but not live from Podfest. So right, if right. you are in attendance at Podfest, please come and sit down. Should be an engaging. Are we going to be able to go 90 minutes? You got enough to talk about for 90 minutes? Who cares if we can or not? I mean, (laughs) what I'd like to do is if we we, we can take Q&A questions. So this should be a good good way to do it. If you're you're at PodFest, I'll be presenting on Podcasting 2.0 Saturday. I have a whopping 30 minutes to get through my ever-expanding slide deck. So um, hopefully... uh, I can talk fast and walk fast like I normally do. Yeah. And I'm going to be doing a presentation too about the convergence strategy between doing audio and video. So, so that's what you're calling it now is a convergence strategy. Yep. Okay. Or we, we have been doing no convergence here. We've been doing it. We've been doing a convergence strategy for 12 years. What are you so, talking about? And, yeah. and if you use chat GBT and you go to the GBT store and you search for podcasts, you'll find some of my GPTs that I have built for my I made a GPT too for, for StreamYard. Well, good. Then make it public. I I've made mine public. So if you're on chat GPT and go to the GPT store, I just think search, mine is public. Just right. search for podcast and you'll see it there in the list. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's in the public marketplace now of GPTs. So you can go to that tab that says explore, explore. Yeah. GPTs. So you have to, is yours, does it say StreamYard? Is that what it says? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, just search for podcasts. You'll find there's three or four of them in there. My name's associated with it. So you'll find them. That's um, the same with me. My name so, is associated with it too. But, uh, let's see here, which I got to continue self-promoting. Um, so I think that that's kind of the beginning of what we're going to see with AI going forward. And I think we're seeing the beginnings of it to some degree with people starting to recognize that the Optimus robot from Tesla is going to have its own kind of like AI apps. It's going to be like an app store that's going to support their robots. So in some ways, that's this is somewhat a little bit reflective of that, but it's also the very beginning of each of us having our own AI agents that help us in our lives. So make a podcast on StreamYard Prodigy. Yep. What does that mean? This means making a podcast on StreamYard. 
Oh, okay. Is that so? You, you, I'm going to have, what? StreamYard is a live platform. Stop. You can, you can record your podcast. I know, but come on now. It's the same thing that uh, Riverside's been doing. Same thing this podcast's been doing for years, right? Okay. Well, again, you guys can try my podcast lead content generator, my narrative summarizer, and my episode art creator. They're all available underneath the public GPTs. Please use them. Tell me what you think. Yeah. So I probably should put some instructions on a couple of these um, because people don't know exactly how to use them, and it's not super clear. So I'll probably modify mine. Well, it's uh, just above the, your your query field. There should be some suggestions. Yeah, but again, words. okay. Well, I'll put some more instructions in so that it's, Which it's more can clear. At least get you started. With yeah, I don't using. use I don't use those query pieces at all. So I, I designed it to take a certain input and give a certain output. So okay. Whatever works, Todd. Yeah. I mean, that, that's fine. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll see some of you down at PodFest yeah. next week. So I still have a lot of work to do to get ready, but working on it. Yeah, I just have my presentation <laughs> to get ready. I'm show up. Yeah. Todd at blueberry.com or, or geeknews at Gmail, one of the two, at uh, geeknews on at Geek News at geeknews.chat on Mastodon. Yeah, I also want, want to mention really quick that Dr. Drew is going to be on stage doing a fireside chat with uh, Chris Kremitzos um, on the on Friday the 26th in the morning. Like it, I think he, he's on stage at like 10 o'clock or something like that with Chris talking about, you know, so if you're a fan of Dr. Drew, it's a good opportunity to see him in person. So, but I can be found on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee and robgreenlee.com um, on the StreamYard channels, podcast tips with Rob Greenlee every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So I actually have Danny Pena on the show this coming Thursday, tomorrow. Um, he's a podcast hall of famer from 2015. So I'm excited I, for that show talking about community, uh, about building community. Um, I had a failure in my podcast host duties. Um, live and lit. We had 1,700 stats come from Mike Dale. Mike Dale, glad to see Hall of Fame coming back. 5150 sats from Matt Cundell. Let me be the last to wish you guys a happy new year. 5150 sats from Dave Jones. My 1965 Ford truck cranked up fine this morning and drove to work with zero issues. Good old American steel. And from last week, 10,000 sats from Adam Curry. Let's replace Todd with chat GPT-4. Uh, good luck with that. I don't. Oh, that's from Adam? Yeah. Saying, it's, yeah, it's what, time to... yeah. What did you guys talk about on the show? That's the question. So um, Todd doesn't hallucinate until he gets a few Jack and Cokes in him. So. <laughs> <laughs> and when he does, he really does. Yeah. Uh, all right. So with that, thank you everyone for being here. We'll see. We'll, well, you'll see Rob in two weeks. I won't be here in two weeks. So you see Rob with somebody else, but I'll be back in three weeks. And next week we'll be at PodFest. 
Yeah, but we'll we'll record an episode at yeah, podcast yeah. and we'll publish that out into the feeds. And, oh, that's true. And up the up to YouTube and those platforms, and so you'll be able to see what trouble we got into down there. You can get this podcast on podcasting apps, audio and video. Podcastapps.com. Yes. All right, Mike. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Bye. See you next time. Bye bye.